Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Apple, Unity, NVIDIA, and CLCT. Thanks. Okay, uh, something new that we're doing this week for the podcast is I'm actually recording this live for the Twitch stream. So if you guys and girls want to maybe tune in to the next time I do this live, you can go to twitch.tv slash realthetagang. Uh, we're just chatting, hanging out uh, while I record. Um, it's just to add a little bit more of variety for when I record and so it's not so mundane. Uh, but the rest of the content will remain the same. So just stick around, stay tuned, and we'll go hop straight into earnings. Okay, uh, so for earnings this week, um, nothing on Monday. Pretty sure that's because due to Columbus, uh, Columbus Day. Before open on Tuesday, you have J.P. Morgan Chase, Johnson Johnson, uh, Citibank, Delta, BlackRock, and First Republic Bank. Before open on Wednesday, you have Bank of America, Progressive, Wells Fargo, and Goldman Sachs, as well as U.S. Bank Corp. After close on Wednesday, you have United Airlines. Before open on Thursday, you have Afria and Morgan Stanley. After close on Thursday, you have Del Taco. And before open on Friday, you have Ally. Um, things to note for this week, uh, it's obviously bank week. Banks tend to always report first. Um, you want to be aware of selling options on banks. Uh, it's easy to say, oh, Theta Gang always sells uh, calls and puts to Wall Street bets. Like That's what like any like fake Theta Gang person would do. Um, you have to realize that, you know, when you sell ca like calls or puts on banks, that the premiums on banks is just relatively low in general. Um, there's not much volatility to sell, and it's very, it's a very scary uh, scenario if you decide to sell something that ha gives you low premium because that means you know theoretically or you know realistically you're not getting much premium. Uh, for the risk that you're taking. So it's just not worth selling contracts on. Although, if you wanted to play and buy calls or buy puts, this would be that would be the better option. Though, I just never recommend buying options. It just seems very gambly. Uh, but if you want to do it for fun, by all means, do it for fun. But uh, earnings are dangerous, and you have absolutely been warned. <laughs> and a quick shout-out to Ally Bank. Uh, the comment in Reddit uh, or on Reddit that got me so triggered to create ThetaGain.com was the comment of imagine an ally savings account doing better than you, right? So quick shout out to Ally Bank for creating ThetaGain.com. Uh, and yeah, also keeping an eye out on United Airlines for any sort of airline related news such as Boeing um, is probably recommended if you have a large stake in anything to do with airlines. Um, did I see Delta on here? Delta reports before United. Uh, again, um, like all earnings, if two companies are in the same industry, if the one that reports first does bad, uh, the second one will get hit. Um, if this first one does well, the second one will also probably rise. So in case if you do want to play United, uh, you definitely have to wait or play it uh, after Delta has reported because you don't want to subject yourself to Delta's news 
um, if you're playing United. And this is very similar to like the Lowe's and Home Depot thing that I always talk about like every earnings season. Um, and same with banks. Uh, JP Morgan and Citibank report before Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Goldman Sachs. So if you want to play banks, you probably want to play JP Morgan and uh, Citi first uh, instead of playing Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs. Um, this is all uh, just because of companies being in the same industry, you just got to make sure that you play the one that reports first um, if it's strictly just earnings play. If you have uh, you know stock already allocated to one of these companies, you want to play it that way, by all means, uh, sell, sell your contracts whenever you want, buy your contracts whenever you want. But this is for the people or the traders that are listening that exclusively play earnings to play earnings. You have to play the one that reports first in the same industry or else you're just you might get the boost if the one that you're playing uh, goes second, especially if the first one rises. But it's that's not the game that you want to play. You need to protect yourself. You need to make sure that you understand the why prices will move. And that's just some of the planning that needs to go into playing earnings, which most people don't do. Um, but be careful. Earnings are fun, but dangerous. Uh, continuing on with the weekly plays, um, a few episodes ago, I helped a female listener uh, that wanted to start her own wellness podcast. Um, I dedicated some time on the episode to her just because she seemed very genuine in her email and she wanted to learn more about the process. And so I told her to use Audacity, to use uh, RSS.com to host the podcast so it gets distributed to Spotify and Apple and all that good jazz. And I shipped out the first shipment of sweaters. Uh, shout out to everyone that's purchased a sweater at shop.thetagang.com. Use Junie Gang for t- 10% off. Shameless plug. Um, she ended up buying a sweater. And she put a little note saying, thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. I am the girl that you answered the question for. I'm just supporting you back. And that, again, there are so many people, even in Patreon, that I've interacted on Twitter like one time in a DM, like genuinely helping them or like in public on a tweet helping them. And they end up signing up for the platform. And it's just a reminder of to remember to do the small things, even if you feel like you don't have the time to. I try to answer as many questions. I try to answer as email as many emails as I can. And this is just one of those effects where like I had the time and luck to, you know, answer her question and it pays off right like i'm supporting her she supports me and i support my patrons and they support me it it's all a huge reminder to just continue like being human um you can imagine i don't know you get so big and you get your ego get to you ego gets to me sometimes too i'm human um but interactions like these are the absolute best so um if you're hearing this, uh, thank you again. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much again for purchasing a sweater. I really appreciate it, and good luck with your podcast. Okay, um, in the new website updates, the new thetagang.com website updates, um, no new UX features. The wheel tracker is still being worked on. Uh, I promise when it gets released, it's going to be done right. 
Um, but one huge improvement, and thank you to the new patron PFM. Um, I don't actually even know if he sent me this helper tip uh, before he's uh, signed up or after he signed up, but it's a huge help. So what's happened is uh, the new MX records, and this is getting really, really nerdy. So I apologize if you're regular, if the regular listeners are just get lost. But my MX records were a little bit messed up. I use Mailgun to email my uh, invitations uh, for ThetaGang.com. I used to get like handful of emails every month saying, Junie, I can't sign up on the website. Help, please. And it was because my DNS records were messed up. Um, but him, or his full-time job is being an IT uh, guy or internet IT guy uh, at his job. And he lists all my MX records, links me the documentation on how to fix it. And it, it's just mind-blowing how helpful people can be. And then he signs up and supports me. That is insane. That is insane. So shout out to PFM. Thank you so much for making everybody's lives easier, especially the new people signing up on the platform. I really appreciate you. Uh, I I would absolutely consider you a white hat. And uh, yeah, you are just super awesome. So thank you for that. And everyone signing up it will thank you too. Uh, no one will ever have to... Uh, wonder where's my invitation email why doesn't theodogink.com want me Um, emails are no longer bouncing it is just smooth sailing from here so again thank you so much pfm for making that process a lot smoother for everybody and in other news or not other news but still talking about theodogink.com we crossed 8,000 users this week so this is a shout out to literally everybody um, that is signed up currently Um, it's it it, the feeling remains the same. Like every time I cross a thousand, it is the same feeling when I cross the first one hundred. Um, it's super surreal of how 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 this is like shaping out to be. Um, you know, for as large it's as it's getting, and how many like Wall Street bets people there are. There's very low amounts of trolling. Everyone's taking the platform somewhat seriously, and it's. I think it's just helped everyone be a little bit more transparent and talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more truthful about their trades, right? Like, how many times have you heard someone say, "Oh, yeah, trading the RSI and the SMA and the EMS and the and the PVP"? <laughs> I'm just making acronyms now. Um, how many how many times have you heard someone just like list off acronyms and say, "Oh, yeah, that play was easy," right? It's one thing to be really good at day trades. Like, I understand like if you're a day trader and you use the platform, that's cool, and you open and close trades on the same day. Um, but if you consider yourself Theta Gang and you do Theta Gang style trades, uh, when you see someone open a trade and then leave it open for a while and then close it, and then you have a few people following that person or following their trades, then it holds them more accountable and their profiles just seemingly way more credible. Um, because when, if you talk about your trades before you know you close them, then suddenly people can actually know that you're actually good at this. Not that you're just talking about your winners and not talking about your losers, which I'd say like 99% of Fintwit does. Um, again, you can view all my trades at theodogain.com slash junie, where I list all my losers and winners. And I have DD on literally every single trade. Uh, so you guys and girls could get a little bit uh, more knowledge into how I trade and like how I present myself and all, all that good jazz. So again, that's theodogain.com slash junie. Um, I, I not promote, I encourage everybody 
to do the same. If you want to start your own account and you know log your trades and be more transparent and be more accountable for your own actions, I promise there's a lot of benefits. Like you know, when you start logging your trades, um, as you do them, you're gonna hesitate when you start making a trade. Like, oh, I'm gonna buy 30 naked AMD calls, and as you're logging it, you're thinking, wow, this actually does not look good. And so then you get scared of what people might think if that goes wrong. And that is your first sign of getting better at trading is that you should feel good about every single trade and you should be able to feel good about taking ownership of the trade, especially if it goes wrong. And that's why I show my losers. Again, that's stadiagang.com slash Junie. And I mainly only talk about my losers too. Like on stream, I talk only about my losers because honestly, all of my winners are just based on the system I always talk about. So that's boring. So the talking point is always about the losers, keeping the losers in the forefront. Um, and yeah, it's just a good time. And especially if you get in the groove of things, uh, you'll wonder why you haven't done this before. So go to theatergame.com and sign up when you want. Alrighty, um, today's episode is titled Avoiding Bad Trades, uh, and this will be dedicated to spreads. This will be a new series. Shout out to Danehar uh, in the Twitch chat for helping me inspire this uh, title for the podcast series. Um, today, we're going to be talking about why uh, you, know, you might get hosed when entering a spread. We're going to be talking about slippage. We're going to be talking about a few indicators like RSI and supports, and we're going to be you know, talking about the soft skills like I always talk about and that waiting is an option. There's going to be some rambling, but uh, if you are a newer investor, especially if one looking to do spreads because you have a smaller account for Theta Gang style trades, this is absolutely the episode you want to hear. Okay, so one thing to consider is if you're doing spreads, you typically have a smaller account. Um, and if you have a smaller account, you can be, or you can't afford to be wrong uh, as much as someone with a bigger account. Um, not to say that you know entering spreads has bad probability of profit because that's something that you can absolutely control. Um, but say for example, if you sold naked options, especially maybe like cash secured puts or something, uh, that puts you in a position where not only your break even is better, but your max loss scenario accounts for you know just you owning up a few hundred, like a hundred shares at that point, uh, which sounds a lot better than just taking a net loss on cash. Just as a general PSA or like a public service announcement, um, I want to make it known that like selling spreads, you can lock in a good probability of profit. And you can say that, you know, as long as this expires worthless, that you'll get all the credit that you originally received. Um, and it might be interesting or it might, uh, you know, entice you to sell like zero uh, expiration day uh, spreads, you know, spreads that expire on the same day. Like saying, for example, if Tesla's trading at like 420 and you don't think Tesla's going to trade up to 430 because that's a 10 or like that's a $10 jump. You don't think that's going to happen. So you sell like like 50 of those uh, 430, 431 uh, call spreads. Um, you're going to get hosed because you're going to think, oh, there's an 80% or 90% chance that this won't happen. This is free money. This is Theta Gang. Uh, when in reality, that's not Theta Gang. 
right? Like you got to make sure that you're putting yourself in scenarios where your return for the year is consistent. You're not going to have consistent returns if all you do is zero zero day expiration trades. That is gambling. Um, It's just the same as buying a call or a put at that point. So picking the right amount of time for your spread is absolutely the first place you want to start. And that includes, um, you know, Looking up at some figures that are already out there, Tastyworks likes 45 days. I personally like 21 days, um, but it definitely depends on what side you're trading to. Uh, another soft skill or point that I want to point out is that the general market tends to go up. So something that I've learned in the beginning of my trades, and you could go to www.thetagame.com/junie, is that call credit spreads did not work for me as well as put credit spreads. And that started making more and more sense to me as time went on. And again, I've been doing this for like a solid year. I haven't missed a podcast episode in an entire year. I haven't missed a single trade that I've done in an entire year. So just with anecdotal evidence from me, you're going to have a better time selling put credit spreads on companies that you enjoy keeping up to news on instead of finding out that Peloton just went up like 20% this week and trying to time the top. Timing the top is excruciatingly hard and you're going to lose more often than not. So make sure that, you know, you are in the right mindset, that you don't feel like you're the next, uh, I was going to say Bill Burr, uh, Bill Murray, what's his name? Uh, The Murray dude from The Big Short. I'm derping on his name. I say his name all the time, but I don't remember it right now. Uh, Don't kill me. Um, But yeah, you want to be sure that you're in the right mindset to sell spreads. So don't do the zero day to expirations. And think twice when you want to do call credit spreads. They're not bad. They are definitely safer than just buying puts outright. Um, But be careful of trying to time the top. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, The next uh, point that I want to make is that volume and open interest, they are very similar. There are some subtle differences, but they are super, super important. For example, if you start selling spreads or buying spreads uh, on a company that not many people know, volume and open interest will just be low in general. Um, that leads to less interest in the stocks, less people trading the stock, and less people trading the option. So then the bid and ask of that stock and the stock's options are out of whack, right? Someone wants it really cheap, someone wants it really expensive, and there's no price agreement because there's less people. As you introduce more and more people and uh, into a stock, the bid and ask get closer and closer and closer, and the price makes more sense for the entry. So you have to make sure that when you're selling spreads or buying spreads, typically you wanna be trading them with a ticker that has a lot of volume. That includes SPY, that includes Apple, NVIDIA, basically anything that's in the SP500 or NASDAQ and all that good jazz. Um, you know, very be very, very keen that you know, implied volatility might be high for stocks that have a lower price point, uh, that is more volatile, but that volatility comes with a price. You might think, yeah, Judy, the price is good for me. I get paid more, duh. No, but it's priced that way for a reason, right? Like if you get paid for high volatility, expect the high volatility. If you sell calls and the stock rips higher, the market isn't rigged. You got paid appropriately for your risk, so don't be mad at the printer. You got to be mad at yourself. And the same with vice versa. Like I'm not just making fun of the bears. I'm not making fun of the bulls. It's I'm making fun of the person that reps the gang super hard but isn't about theta gang, 
right? Like you have to make sure you put yourself in scenarios where you will win more than you will lose. And this is just one of the first steps to making sure that it's going to work out for you. So make sure that you're trading a stock that has very high volume, very high open interest. And we're gonna go into one more tip about that relates to this with weeklies versus monthlies that help debunk this just a little bit more. All right, so weeklies versus monthlies. Uh, this is a lot easier to detect if you are on a desktop platform. Uh, I am not uh, up to date with Robinhood or Webull, but if you do use uh, Tastyworks or TD Ameritrade, uh, this is a little bit easier to find uh, than the other free platforms. And that's how to detect a option is a weekly or monthly. Uh, you're going to tend to see more volume and open interest on monthlies than you will weeklies. And weeklies, on, at least on Tastyworks, is defined as having a W next to the option date. And those are considered weeklies. The big market movers tend to uh, gravitate towards monthlies that have more you know, time on them and they're just more standard. Um, when a stock is very new to the market, I say for example, Unity, when it first enters the market, there's less demand than if it was a seasoned stock like Apple. So Unity only has monthlies, but as you get bigger and bigger, more and more people want to trade with different dates in mind, and that's when weeklies get introduced. Even when weeklies get introduced, you don't want to trade those, well, un until you know what you're doing. But if you're just beginning, it's much easier to just trade the monthly. And it's up to you to define like how to detect what a monthly is by just using your platform correctly because I know my users or listeners all different uh, use <laughs> all use different platforms. Um, so just make sure if you're just beginning trade monthlies, but I understand if you're looking 45 days out or if you're looking 21 days out um, and it lands on a weekly, by all means sell that because you know what you're doing. But if you don't know what you're doing, you have to stick with monthlies because you're just gonna have a better time. So this next section is a little bit more oogla boogla. Um, and you guys and girls know how I feel about technical analysis. I'm not a huge fan, but if it makes you feel a little bit better about entering positions, I do like looking at RSI and I do like looking at supports. So I've had an episode where I talk about RSI. It was one of my earlier episodes. Uh, but just as a brief overview, if RSI is over 70, it's overbought, or at least considered overbought. And if the RSI is below 30, it's considered oversold. I like to personalize my layout or platform on Tastyworks by adjusting the boundaries to 80 and 20, because a lot of the time RSI is chilling in the 70s and RSI is chilling in the, uh, like right below in the 20s. Um, but I like to be certain that it's quote oversold or quote overbought and adjust my boundaries accordingly to 80 and 20. Um, so, it, you know, for example, if you want to open a put credit spread, maybe you wait until or monitor if any of your RSIs on your charts hit 20. That would be a pretty solid approach to starting like this, oh, feel good uh, entry for put credit spreads. Or likewise, if you wanted to put uh, play call credit spreads, which I don't personally advise, uh, then you'd wait until RSI hits 80 for the for sure it's overbought. And again, that's quote overbought because humans are humans. Humans will buy what they want to buy. Humans will sell what they want to sell. So no matter what indicator you use, you have to absolutely be sure 
that you're you're accounting for max loss and you know that the trade could go wrong because nothing about the RSI will make the casual investor uh, sell or buy the stock, right? You have to very much play within your own boundaries and make sure you don't extend yourself beyond your boundaries and then get got. So the next thing that I want to bring up are supports and resistances. You want to play around supports for put credit spreads and resistances around call, uh, around call credit spreads. There's many YouTube tutorials, many Reddit threads about like how to detect these. Uh, you know, generally supports are like wh whenever a price reaches a bottom a few times, you know that like it might not go down further than that, and vice versa for call credit spreads. Entering around those price points will you know make you feel better mentally about entering one of those positions, um, just because it's a play with a little bit more due diligence than just entering on the fly. Um, there are many reasons where you would rather uh, enter on the fly, um, but with spreads where you can be, you can't afford to be wrong uh, more than say like a short naked put or cash secure put, you have to be very careful um, with your entries. Uh, because again, a cash secure put what happens when you lose? You own stock. What happens if you lose on put credit spread? You actually straight up lose money. So entering at all these different indicators and all this, um, all these different uh, triggers and price points is crucial for spreads. You not only are spreads cheaper and you know you can play more of them, but it puts you have to remember that you have to emphasize making sure that your trades go right um, because you can't be afford to be wrong as much as again. A, uh, a short naked trade. Um, and this brings me to my last point is that waiting is an option. If you are impatient and you're trying to do theta gain trades, it might just not be the strategy for you um, just yet. You might need to, you know, play around with buying options a little bit more, get got, learn a few things about buying options by being on the other side. Um, and when you're finally tilted enough, just like me, because you know, I wasn't always the best trader before either. When you finally are tired of being on the other side and you finally want to actually hone down and like you're tired of it and you're just ready to start trading with a system, then come back and understand that when you open spreads, when you open all these short option plays, time is on your side. And the longer you stay in these positions, the better it will work out for you in the end. And that's why even with spreads, I tell you when you open it, you either get out on a 50% trigger or you let it go to expiration because you're going to close out your winners too early and your losers, well, too late. So there's no point. If you open a $1 wide strike spread and your max loss is 100 and you receive maybe $40 in premium, expect to lose 60 bucks or expect to lose all of it, right? Like. Don't touch the trade other than exiting out for a 50% trigger. And I talk about why 50% triggers are really uh, good for you in other episodes. So just revisit some episodes. I, I might have a, yeah, I have, definitely have an episode called Profit Triggers. Um, and make sure that like, again, you have to be patient with these. Spreads are not about opening one and then closing one the next day. Spreads is not about like opening a hundred of them and then, you know, maximizing gains that way. You have to have a system where it's repeatable. It's traders that only play during earnings, traders that play only on short date to expirations. Those are not systems, right? Those are, 
those are I won't just straight up say gamblers either because I know there's a lot of good swing traders on Fintwit that I respect. Um, you know, tra- shout out to Trader Stewie. Um, but you have to make sure that you are trading with a plan. As soon as you don't trade with a plan, you're just opening all these random spreads. Oh, Junie, I'm diversifying with spreads and I'm making sure I'm in one industry and another industry. And I talk about that too in another episode where like, don't open as many spreads as you possibly can. Only open spreads that you really genuinely like so that when the spread starts going wrong, you are more, quote, comfortable with holding it until expiration or the 50% trigger. There are so many soft skills in investing that are not talked about because all you want to hear is uh, do this strategy and it'll work 100% guarantee. And the YouTube guru, right? The gurus on YouTube don't talk about the soft skills at all. They're just like, do this play. I think Tesla's gonna go to 1,000. Uh, I, I think Boeing is at its low and uh, go all on calls right here. Here's my Robinhood profile where I show only my winners. Like, dude, it's that is the entire thing that's wrong with YouTube right now, and I'm trying to break the mold when I get there. I don't know when I'm gonna do it, uh, but I am coming for like literally everybody that's making a killing on YouTube because I just think it's a dirty practice to trick people into thinking like investing is as easy as you make it seem. It's easy, don't get me wrong, it's easy, quote, um, but there's a lot of things you have to learn on the way and minimizing people's losses along the way because you're going to get got when you first invest. There's no way you enter the stock market thinking, oh, I'm excited to lose money. No, you get overconfident with a few trades. You go too deep without knowing that you don't know everything and you get got. That's like the rite of passage for everybody. But shout out to everyone that's not lost a single trade in their lives. You're amazing and I appreciate you. But for everybody else that went through the rite of passage, that needs to be talked about way, way more. Um, but that will be my YouTube premiere. But that will come maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe I start before the year ends. I have no clue. But those are my tips for avoiding bad trades, specifically spreads. Um, a lot of the tips for avoiding bad trades here can be related to other styles of trades. Uh, but definitely the bid ask. Uh, or the slippage of the prices of, you know, if not many people trading it is ex- very, very relevant to spreads because you're trading two contracts at once. And imagine when you, if you opened a short iron condor, now you're trading four contracts at once. So slippage is even a more of an issue. If you thought your iron condor for Apple took a long time to fill, it's going to take way longer to fill on a bank um, or, you know, any other, you know, s- uh, smaller volume contract. Um I think that's it. Uh, If you guys and girls uh, want to hear more and follow me into the outro, uh, that would be cool. Otherwise, I'll see everybody next week. Bye. Alrighty, uh, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. Uh, shout out to everyone in chat. 
Um, I'm just going to name off everyone in chat right now just as a really quick uh, shout-out. Shout-out to BK Flash, Commander Root, Tsum Tsum Bear, Danehar, Fancy Wolf, Flying Beamer, J-Con, GG, Kelbreath, Lurks, Mobility, NME Real, Skill Dan, Seltrage, Son of a Witch 3, Spazzin Fish, and Tyler Sharks. And shout-out to uh, my moderator, PSA10, for trying to get me that Guru Island. It's it, This is fun. I genuinely have had a good time recording this podcast live for Twitch. I think I'll, I'll try it again next week, too. This was super wholesome. I really, really like this. Um, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang, and you can email me at juniathetagang.com. Uh, ThetaGang is proudly partnered with Tasteworks, and signing up with the ThetaGang referral code is a huge help. That's ThetaGang, one word, all caps. And go ahead and email me for everyone that's used it in the last month or two. I don't receive emails um, about the people that use it, and I want to hook you up because you help me and help support the podcast and website. Um, so just email me at juniathetagame.com, and I'll get you squared away. And I just want to give a quick extended shout-out to LedZep24, HSENIV, PFM, Nate the River. Hold up. Another quick shout-out to PFM. Thank you so much again for the MX Records thing. You were a huge help. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Nate the River, Anton59351, Kale Hui, Nand Wackle. L Little or La Little NM Deuce Dingle Tom Hamas uh Pits Pitlesk Four JTZ Majadir AG Spasm Fish Norfis Murph Q Cheese Fancy Wolf Hassan Seven Eight Nine Flip Flop Maltman Eighteen Fifty Six Gonzo Damas Pacro JZN Naw XJS Mikos Craig Thomas BK Trey Hunter Joe Baked Potato Ensis Eighty Eight Shifty Restier Weenie Hut Junior Kaput Hermes Crispy Cream Boy The Jester Lazy Reservist Cheddar Lord Skeletor Saltwater Cure Dissential Matthew Hans Check and Dinner Bat Trader Seventy One Lifesaver Eighty Seven Slow Motion. Shout out to Slow Motion, dude. He's been subscribed to me for a really long time, and he's like transformed as a trader. He's grown so much, and he knows what he's doing now, but he still continues to support me, and it's just like one of the most thoughtful things. Uh, just Send It, Menno Dum Dum, GJ Wilson, France, Leo Jetson, Grandpa 95, El Finko, Mage Brady 7, and Mike D. And that about wraps it up for the podcast. Thank you so much to all the guys and girls listening. This has been really fun. It's really been uh, a joy to live stream this entire process to my patrons and everyone that's uh, just, you know, interested in how these podcasts are recorded. Uh, another shout out to the girl that ordered the sweater that I supported and that she supported me. Uh, good luck with your podcast. Um, it's always a good feeling of supporting your homies or supporting your friends that support you. It's just a very, very wholesome feeling. And you'll only really ever know what that feels like until you start doing something and the homies help you out. It's a very, very rewarding feeling. Um, but yeah, you owe it to yourself to explore. This podcast was born from a triggering Reddit comment message about like an ally savings account that did better than me. Um, and you owe it to yourself to listen and follow neutral people um you don't want to follow a perma bear and you don't want to follow a perma bull and keep your news stream as neutral as possible always view both sides and make sure you account for max loss thanks all righty we are in uh the one percent territory where i get to talk about anything that i want um, collectibles are too dang high. Do not buy collectibles right now. If you would rather 
you know, start diversifying your cash that you've made from the stock market, and, or maybe you want to dabble in collectibles at all, there are smart ways to do it that are not talked about um, as frequently as it should be. For example, um, you know, magic cards, Pokemon cards, any sort of cards that are collectible have gone out the roof. Um, they are all time high right now. Um, there are people that aren't even collectors opening packs like Logic, and it's getting very toppy. Uh, if you want to collect because you want to get in a part of this nostalgia, then you can collect. Buy the inexpensive PSA 5s, PSA 4s, um, but don't go out your way to pay the premium for a PSA 10 right now. I might bite myself in the butt later, and PSA 10s will continue to skyrocket, but it's not the risk that you should put yourself into. So just be aware that I am very much still in the collectibles market. Uh, I'm gonna show my Twitch chat right now that like, boom, I'm still in the collectibles market. I still have a majority of my packs here, right? Like right here, boom. Um, but it's dangerous. And I want to give this a little tidbit of real collector advice, like I give real stock advice. You want to make sure that, you know, you are entering with a good feeling and I'm here to help you not have a good feeling and say collectibles are too hot to buy. The RSI on collectibles right now has to be like at 120 or something if you want me to re reflect back on the stock market. Um, yeah, this is 100% more fun than doing this by myself. So I will for sure do this on live stream next week. Um, yeah, I appreciate everybody in chat. Again, I gave a quick shout out to everyone before. Um, and I think... That is it. Thank you for purchasing a sweater. If you've purchased one, all the shipments are up to date. I've shipped off all the ones that have already been bought. Again, that's shop.ladygang.com. Um, and you could use the promo code JUNIGANG for 10% off. Um, that's it. I landed my first kickflip while moving two days ago. And uh, you'll see me on Thrasher Magazine in about a year. <laughs> I'll see everybody next week. Bye.